Welcome to The Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello and welcome back to The Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Jay and Tim Hannon. What's up, gentlemen? Hello. He said, what's up? Tell him what's up. Don't just say hello. Uh, you know what's what? up, Tim? I got some new windows today. It's been a busy day. There you go. I mean, I didn't put it in. Is it so, so you can nice see your bed. failures better? No, that's a mirror. That's a, yeah, it's a mirror. That's... <laughs> You're so close. Yeah. So close. I don't know. I guess there are some situations where it could be a window. Yeah, it doesn't always have yeah. to be yourself. It could be things that you've done. I can look <laughs> out and see how bad yeah. my backyard is. And yeah. you're like, oh, wow, that's a horrible. Your failure at taking care of your backyard. There yeah. you go. Always, yep. always. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? Uh, why pay someone else to do it because i'm not good at it <laughs> know your strengths kids know your strengths i'm not good at it either but uh i also don't pay someone else to do it so it just looks bad <laughs> but it's in the back of your house so who sees that anyway exactly yeah. Yeah. well in my case my wife and so she uh <laughs> lets me know so that's good my dogs see it when they go back there they tell me back they tell about it they judge me for it no they give you that dog, puppy dog look like. Yeah. Really? Not the only thing they're judging you for. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to make me pee out here in yeah. this con- these conditions. In this yeah. garbage pit. This outrageous. <laughs> I don't think I've seen a pissed off dog that's a pet like ever. Oh, you're really lucky. I've been bit by dogs. <laughs> like. I've gotten, oh, well, tuss- I've yeah. gotten in a tussle with a dog before. So, the general yeah. disposition is very favorable. So, yeah, yeah, sure. In my experience. So. Okay. You're lucky. Right. Then. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> this has right. been the fifth, the fifth dog. The fifth dog. Stay fresh, cheese bags. <laughs> yeah. Stay um, cool, fruit mat. There you go. That one actually has a dog on it, so that's entirely. Yeah. I know. Uh-huh. Appropriate. Justified. All right, everybody. See you next week. Yeah. All right. How about we do? So we are going to talk about Legion today. We're going to talk about this is a 101 episode. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do core 101. That would be core with a P in it, as in the rank core, not C O R E. But uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that. But first, let's do some housekeeping. Housekeeping. So this is where I do the housekeeping. Uh, let's see. Um, Generally. Yeah. Uh, why don't you join us on Patreon? Just do it right now. Just go to Patreon. You, you've been listening to this podcast. There's there's a lot of you that listen to this podcast. Yeah. But only like a small percentage of you actually support us on the Patreon. Now, I know what you're saying to yourself. But Jay, I've definitely bought things from you guys. And you know what? Thank you. I appreciate that, but you should also join the Patreon. And so there's all kinds of things that you're enjoying for free. This podcast, the Fifth Trooper podcast, Legion 99 podcast, our Legion blog, and our three other podcasts that we have. We have a new Shatterpoint podcast. We have a Dungeons and Dragons Onslaught podcast. We have all kinds of podcasts that you're listening to and enjoying. So why don't you take a moment Show us how much you're enjoying this by by donating a dollar, one dollar a month. That's all you need to 
to do to keep this radio station and your local radio station going. $1 a month keeps us here at the Fifth Trooper Network going. It feeds Kyle's kids. Um, it neuters Tim's dogs. And so this is the money that this goes to. So go to patreon.com. Every month. I have so many dogs. Please yeah. help me. <laughs> but he won't if Please. he can get them neutered. I can't keep up with it. I just can't. He's it's... just got to get them neutered. And mm, if you give a dollar a month, he'll be able to do it. At I, least I am the problem. Half, I'm what half. Bob Barker warned you about. Yep. That's that's 12 bucks a year. That's like yep. It's like two GW yeah. paint pots. Right, right. <laughs> All you got is a GW paint pot. Yeah. You know, it's just not put as much whole oat milk in your coffee you know one day you could just use skim oat milk and then that would save you a dollar and then you could give that dollar to us way to stay hip jay staying hip with the times i don't don't know i don't think the skim is meaningfully cheaper than the it is you don't know what do you know about oat milk i buy oat milk you you buy oat milk yeah I, uh, I I try to avoid then you coffee. should know or not you, coffee. I you try coffee. to avoid I try... coffee. <laughs> See, I, I don't. Is, I'm I gonna be honest with recently. you. <laughs> no, I um I I love coffee. I try oh. and avoid uh, dairy. Oh, nice. So I'm not uh, like allergic to dairy, but um, yeah, I get I have it. My reasons. The way you said that leads me to believe that they're controversial. So I'm gonna move <laughs> on. Uh, uh, so. <laughs> um yeah so so i i can't stop thinking about that now i look <laughs> that's utterly all right, all right come on i gotta please. move on oh, i'm gonna kyle, just drink, drink my oat milk here kyle can't <laughs> afford his oat milk by the way it's just everyone at coffee home, it. it's just pure oat yeah milk. i had <laughs> no idea yep. oh yeah what's that from the office where she's like Oh, what do you got? Is that coffee? He's like milk and sugar, and she drinks it, and she's like, "Is this just milk and sugar?" He goes, <laughs> "That's what I said." And so, uh, no, I didn't even know Kyle drank oat milk. So that that's great, great. I do. Yeah. Kyle needs to afford his oat milk because he has mental problems, and so <laughs> you need to get him his oat milk <laughs> now. Just made such a jump. Wow, damn. Yeah. I got it. Wow. Don't worry. Hey, don't you worry about the jumps. I'm I have taking. a mental addiction to oat milk. Yeah. yeah all right. That's, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> for just uh, $1 a month, you can help Kyle through this. You could save him <laughs> from his addictions. Uh, so, if you don't donate now, yeah. you'll forever wonder if your $1 could have made right. a difference to save him. Do you want to see that's Kyle right. on the side of the road with a cardboard sign that says, We'll work for oat milk? Because I don't. <laughs> so let's get him a dollar a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh and then hey you know what else that uh, seems like you... a good shirt idea actually <laughs> i know i was just thinking, I was like milk. can we put that on alt art card like a yep. like the yep. gav tank alt art sure uh or the uh <laughs> the tauntaun one uh so <laughs> you here's what we do all right i need you if you're listening to the audio version why don't you go subscribe to our youtube channel We've got some great video content. We've been doing all these podcasts video-wise. Uh, RPGs. RPGs. We've got um, a week, well, weekly when Evan feels like it, uh, live cast RPG uh, that we've been doing. Tim and I are part of that. And then uh, Evan, uh, what's his name and what's his name are all part of it from the Fifth true, Trooper. True. And so that's been fun. Um, yeah. So come subscribe to YouTube too. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, 
if you subscribe to YouTube right now, today, this is Tuesday for you. I'm going to start doing unboxings, live paint videos, live list building videos of Ewoks. So if you're a huge Ewok fan like me, you should come over, subscribe to YouTube, and you'll know when I go live. And you can be part of my Ewok experience. It's the only thing keeping me playing Legion, everybody. It's the only thing. Soon. 11 days, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. 11, I'm going to have some early. I'm going to have some early so I can show you guys everything and you can ask me questions and we could just have general fun and merriment. There's no fun to be had with those things. Um, I'm going to decimate everyone with them. Devil uh, bears. I'm going to become the are. world champion and run pure bright tree list. <laughs> it's going to be great. It'll be good. You'll see. You'll all see. I feel like I'm not saying you're not good. <laughs> I feel like they're either going to be at least bright tree is either going to be like really good or just absolutely terrible. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it, it, it's Guaranteed. I've been looking at the units and I'm just like, oh god, this is either going to be. I've been saying that same thing. I'm like, this is either going to be really good or really bad. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, anyways, you can, uh, you can throw an ATST in there. So how bad could it be? Yeah. Right. Well, uh, hey, exactly. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. I got my Ewok in for this podcast. Uh, so that's good. I got housekeeping done. So Kyle, why don't you go ahead and take back over the reins with your oat milk covered hands and <laughs> get this going. They're so milky white. The, the milk goes directly from the carton into the, into the coffee cup. Yeah. Well, I've seen him milk and oat before, and it is something to <laughs> be behold. I'll tell you that. That's just what big oat wants you to think, man. Yeah, you can you it's can make yourself. homemade oat milk in a blender with oats. I have done it. No, yeah, I mean that's the only way I would think. Yeah, I mean you you don't squeeze them by yourself. Yeah, maybe yeah. if you're like <laughs> the Incredible Hulk, you could yeah. create oat milk that way, but I can't. Um. <laughs> Harness my anger at my blank red dice, and then I'll just squeeze all your oat milk for you. Not me, Kyle. I drink 100% American-made milk milk coming from the blessed cow. And I know the cow it comes from because I visit it because I get my milk from a farm. There you go. Nerd. We we drink regular milk, too. It's my kids especially. Sure you do. They die on the... uh, we're, We're large consumers of milk. Don't don't fear. Oh, look at him backtrack. Big milk is the side of his head with a gun. <laughs> Please don't sue me, big milk. We and all those millions of dollars on commercials that they spent just advertising milk. Just no milk. brand, no other type, just milk. And just Kyle milk. went up, went ahead and started talking shit and see what happens. Look how fast he turned around, everybody. That was quick. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm getting a text message. Uh, milk is great. <laughs> mm. Oh, this milk. just in. We do have news, and it's <laughs> that milk is amazing. <laughs> All right. Uh, how about we talk so, about Legion? No, sure. I'm doing everything to avoid it. Dip dip all your Legion minis in milk. It's yeah. now a hobby cast. There you go. Do you want to strip the paint off your minis? Milk. Milk. Specifically, the good kind. <laughs> you know what? That might work if you left them in there long enough. It definitely would. Milk is slightly acidic. Oh, you know what really works? 
high concentrate alcohol. You go to like 99%, whew, put them in there for an hour, that paint slides off. Yeah, I tell yep. you what, that's what we used to do down in Tennessee. We used to do a little bit of moonshine there, mm-hmm. shake them up in a little mason jar. Yeah, I believe it. Took it periodically. You weren't from Tennessee, though. You don't know anything about mason jars or moonshines, though. You're from New York, remember? (laughs) They don't have moonshine in New York? No, No. they do. No. Up here. Uh, Come on over, buddy. I'll I'll have some brought over. We got apple orchards. We get apple moonshine. It's good. There you go. Okay. Can you make moonshine with oats? Uh, probably <laughs> i mean if, if you wanted to buddy <laughs> this is like the meet the parents scene you can make any you can make a moonshine with anything right? yeah just, yeah, yeah. Just, just make moonshine out of meat you know that's uh, fine yeah. yeah i'm just looking at uh just looking at uh oat oat pumps <laughs> 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 Never, that's never a word I thought I'd hear, but all right, here we go. <laughs> You've heard it here first, folks. Oat pumps. Oat pumps. Oat pumps. All right. Uh, Legion. Yeah, we're going to talk about core. Yeah. So much. So much Legion. So let's get into our Legion 101 segment. It's time for Legion 101. Class is in session. Oh, core. Um, yeah. So uh, we're going to talk kind of a two-part segment the first part i don't think will be super long but basically just generally what are what are core for how do you use them what role do they play in both list building and on the table and then we'll just quickly walk through each faction and kind of what is the role of each core unit in the factions because they're all kind of different um and then you know what is generally because there are some particularly there are some like heavy weapon upgrades that are good and some that are mm-hmm. bad on core. So we'll talk about that kind of stuff. We'll talk about the different core options as far as their competitiveness and such. So first, what is the purpose of core? In well, Kyle, Legion? I'm going to tell you okay. because I just looked it up. Yeah. <laughs> the word core, C-O-R-P-S, is derived from the Latin word corpus, which means body. So it's just about throwing bodies at a problem it seems extremely appropriate right um yeah i mean if you look at the core units they tend to be (laughs) meatbags like they're Mm -hmm. they they tend to be um kind of one-dimensional in that their purpose is basically to they really have three purposes they're thumbs Uh which by which we mean they can interact with objectives and they can score objectives so mm-hmm. they're important for that purpose. Uh, they attack things, and they defend against things, um, and that's mostly it. Like you can you can add some additional functions onto them sometimes with personnel options, most notably like medics and astromechs. But generally speaking, all the other options that you give core units tend to make them better at one of those two things: attacking or defending. Um, they're also yep. attacks too, not for nothing. You know, like it's there are attacks that you have to pay for every armor you build. You got to bring your core, no matter what. You could have You're a, required nothing, to bring three. Yeah, yeah nothing but heroes. You still got to bring three core. Yeah, it's yep. strange, right? Because they made the core unit C O R P more of a C O R E unit, which they, yeah. you know, like oh hey, 
I, I, okay. So I think originally when Alex designed this and when Luke was working on it, I think the idea was to be a lot like 40k or fantasy where you you know you've just got a lot of bodies on on the on the field right it's meant to be this large scale war strategic war game yeah and i think the further and and i i don't blame uh anyone for this i mean because i think alex and 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 luke did this too but like the further we got into the game because of how star legion works or star wars the universe star wars universe is and works is there's much cooler stuff outside of just the bodies right um and so it just like i think that the whole core text that tim was just talking about made sense in the beginning i don't think it makes as much sense today at where the game is today well and you see a little bit of that with um I think with some of the battle forces coming out, right, where they let you rearrange, you still have to pace, you have to have some core, but you can mm-hmm. have two core instead of three. You know, like I'm thinking of uh, uh, 501st is only one core, isn't it? It's just uh, yeah. phase twos. Yeah. Yeah, you need to. So, yeah, not two. So, but still, it's a reduced tax. So uh, yeah. maybe there's a bit more of a movement towards that. Maybe that's how they get around that. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I think. It, it made sense at first. And if you're going to keep it simple and you're going to keep it to like, the, I think when it was like the, the civil war factions, you're like, Oh yeah, sure. we're going to have to do a lot more like soldier type units. Right. And I think mm-hmm. there's been a lot of opportunity in, even in the canon as the canon has grown to do more soldier like core units that has really been missed. Like, you know, like I think Mimbam from uh solo, like those empire yep. unit soldiers, that was, yeah. that would have been a huge, like mud troopers, man. Mud, mud troopers. troopers. Yeah. yeah would have been yeah. an amazing core unit, you know, um, there's well, a lot still could be, to be fair. We're not like, you still could have, I think that ship has sailed. Uh, I'm, I mean, well, listen, as much as this game is, um, about, star wars as a whole it also rides a lot on what the current marketing pattern is there's no the right you know what i mean there's it's not a uh uh random coincidence that ewoks are coming out the same year as the 40th anniversary of empire right like it's i mean we know so i sort of agree with that we know from previous dev interviews that a component they're occasionally like mandated yeah. by LFL to do a certain unit or a certain theme. Um but it's also uh a little bit of like a a push pull where like previously they've come up with a unit concept and been like is it okay for us to do this for legion and they've been like sure. Even if that doesn't necessarily uh like perfectly align with the current marketing push. Sure sure. sure. So it's a combination of both. I don't at least using that as a how it was done historically i don't think that would like foreclose mud troopers being a thing if they went to lucasfilm and were like hey we think this would be a great addition to legion uh can we do mud troopers you know um because it's sometimes it's both sometimes they're mandated to do certain things with a certain marketing push sometimes you know it's it goes the other way and i think too Um, there could be maybe a piece to having units almost like on reserve like creatively like saying like mm -hmm. I'm picking on mud troopers just because what we were talking about, but to say 
you know, with the marketing pushes, okay, here's the things we have to work on because this is what's new and fresh. But then if there's a lull, if again, for whatever they're designing, if there happens to be a bit of a marketing lull and they feel like, okay, there's nothing that really fits in Legion right now, then maybe we could pull up the much, you know, put them in your back pocket, so to speak. I mean, look at Geonosians, right? There hasn't been like a huge marketing right. thing recently with uh, Geonosians, but that's yeah. one of the new units that they've that's fair. talked about. That's For sure. well, yeah, yeah. I, it's sure. just, um, <clears throat> okay. I think that's all fair. And I think the other thing too is there's this push from a, a it seems like that they're pushing the mercenaries as the like oh well you know you could just put these in as a core unit right but they're not really it seems like to me that uh, i mean because we know most of their releases probably for the the rest of this year based off of what they announced at adepticon right so we've got a good idea of what's coming out the rest of this year bad batch uh Genosians, um, the the uh, the second, uh, not second sister, but one the one of those, the Inquisitors, the Inquisitors yeah. um, and there's one. Guess, yeah, they just said Inquisitors. They didn't specify which ones. Yeah, you know they had a picture of them because they're an operative. Oh, they they're did. A, yeah. they're a it two. It looks like fifth brother and uh, seventh... not second sister. No, it's oh, not seventh. second I sister. Know. I lose I track of no, seventh. Whatever. Seventh, maybe, maybe yeah. seventh. Second was in the in the game. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, seventh yeah. sister. But like, <clears throat> none of those are like faction building core units right they're all they i genotions may be core units we don't know ewoks have core units in them but they're not just rebels or just empire just you know or just whatever uh cis i guess for for genotions uh but you know maybe genotions will be i i have no idea but but it seems like they're more in this mercenary to fill those kind of like core slots now which seems I don't know. It, it, well, I, I it, mean, the mercenaries don't count towards your three, though. And I, I think that's a good right. thing, personally. For yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I think that's yeah, I think no, no, no. That yeah, that is yeah, good. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like, and then two, you know, two don't even. So you know, Empire and and Rebels are lucky enough to have, uh, two, three core units. Uh, but the other CIS and guard don't have three, right? They still only have two. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you think about it, the last release of a faction specific non mercenary core unit we had was phase twos back yeah. in like yeah. what 2020 at this point. I think it was before that. No, before that, it was way before that. Was it 2019? It was, it was because there was uh supply issues for them and yeah. then the pandemic hit. And then made it worse. Yeah. Yeah, but I thought it was maybe it was like early twenty. Maybe I don't know. You're right. Because it's been a long phase time. Two, phase twos and arcs both had issues with supply. Right. It's been at least three yeah. years. Is the point? Yeah, yeah. Been a long time. Been a long yeah. time. But to, to reiterate too, though, just to go back to what we were talking about before of why core? Why do they matter? Who cares? Like, why don't I just bring three naked squads? Um, I think I used to, and disclaimer, I used to be more on the camp of just bring three naked squads. And I think it does depend on your faction, which we'll go into here in a second. But I think with die pools being a lot bigger now, it's a little bit harder to justify that because it'll just get wiped off the map in one shot. <laughs> um, but also, I mean, it's if you're going to bring a hero kind of list, right? Or a character heavy list or something like that, 
or even a special forces kind of list, you want those units, those more expensive units to be doing something, probably attacking most of the time, right? Or holding a specific point, maybe not so much playing the objective itself, unless it works out to where you can do both. And so core, for me at least, fill that gap of like, okay, these guys can handle at least making sure I'm even on the objective. Maybe I'm not winning it, but they can make sure I got my objective, quote unquote, and now my characters and my special forces, what have you, those are the things that can then allow me to go and, and hopefully win. So it's to me, the core are not so much the backbone, but they're the back line of, of most of my armies, depending on the faction, of course. Yeah, I mean, they're the, they're the dudes that, that do the normal stuff that your important stuff doesn't have time to do, basically. <laughs> Like yeah, if, in like, recover, you know, someone's got to pick up those those boxes, those two boxes that are closest to your line. Right. Well, Boba Fett or Anakin or whoever is out there trying to contest that middle box. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and Vaps, like someone's got to fix your Vaps, and yeah. probably not going to be your Jedi sitting back there with a wrench, right? So. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, it's you know you need you need bodies to do basic stuff like that, and you also need them just for attacking. You know, core mm -hmm. units when they're equipped with the right heavy weapon upgrades tend to have fairly efficient attack pools for their cost. And God, um, I, 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 I completely disagree. That's because you're a rebel player. I think they are the worst. <laughs> like they, like I go back to what Tim said. It's just like a tax that I have to play to play this this game, and I, I don't want to use them. I don't even. I, I would prefer if they just weren't even in the game. That's because you're trying to make rebel list, Jay. Boom. He's right. Empire right. too. But outside of outside Empire, of, Bli outside are of good. Blizzard Force. Shores, Shores are good. Storms are fine. No, no. Storms uh, are okay. Oh, you know what? Good. I could say that about uh, uh vets. vets are good. No, vets are not good. Vets, vets are, are acceptable. What did you, you just tier list them at like a B? Yeah. Yeah. They're that's decent. acceptable. Yeah. C is acceptable. B is above average. Not for my degree. I'm not taking okay. C's in a competitive list. <laughs> yeah. You know what, Kyle? I don't like your list building or your <laughs> or your tier lists. So <laughs> um. no, I, I I okay. Let me let me say this. You guys can argue this, which you're going to, but yeah, no, I think core units are uh, garbage, and I think that they shouldn't be a requirement to play in this game anymore. Would you ever take a republic list with just three naked phase ones and nothing else? I don't know. Uh, would you? Would you? Could, can you build a good droid list with three naked B ones and no other core units? I think so. I would prefer that I didn't have to. Three naked B ones get shot off that. Never mind. Okay. Right. About, right. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Can you, just a, can you build a good droid list with no B ones or no B twos in it? Can you build a good? I think so. Republic list with no. Yeah. Phase ones or phase twos. I bet you. Oh. I bet you. Mike would love to have an all arcs list. <laughs> Like you know, you know, yes, yes. You yeah. You can probably build a five hundred first list that has. Oh wow! Well, there we are. So I. But that's no. also because the full arcs kind of fulfill the functions of. Cool yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, right, right. They do, and so Sometimes. that's what I'm. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I think maybe I, I could see the argument for CIS. I don't know that CIS has enough outside of the core range to fulfill the the needs you know maybe bx if you if you ran a full bx squad but probably not uh, but all the all other of the three other factions you absolutely 
could fulfill all your needs outside of the core units. And I, uh, not battle forces, like put put Blizzard Force to the side yeah, for just right. a second. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you can come close with Rebel or sorry, Republic list with doing like a Wookiee centric kind of list. Yeah. And sometimes you got to bring your three phase ones, but still, I, I still think the phase ones serve a purpose. I mean, you throw a heavy on there, and then your Wookiees are getting them to fire support. They, they serve a purpose because they have to. If I told you today, okay, listen to me. If I if I told you today, Tim, you don't have to bring any phase ones or phase twos. You could bring up to five. I don't know the number that would make it playable, right? I'm just, let's just throw I out whatever. You. you could bring up to X arcs and or Wookiees. You're telling me that that you don't need that anymore. You don't. They don't need to serve a purpose because you just you can put Wookies in there now, and you're running Maybe. five five Wookies. Like, what's the number where it becomes? Well, Wookie, don't get me started on Wookies right now. That's a separate conversation. But yeah, uh, uh, it wouldn't be okay. Wookies. We don't yeah. need to go off the track. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, they're not needed. They're, they're only needed because you have to have them in there. And you go and you're telling yourself they serve a purpose because you have to put them in there. <laughs> I think it is very faction dependent. I think I think Republic core, even though there's only two options, not counting mercenaries, mm-hmm. are super interesting. And especially now, yeah, I mean, Boyle makes it more interesting. But like, there's so many interesting combos and ways you can you can put phase twos and phase ones, and that's part of the reason why right now I like playing Republic. It's not because they're stronger. It's because to me, Republic is the more interesting faction. Like I, I feel more rewarded when I play Republic, whether I win or lose, because it's just an interesting faction to have. And I think those core, because I mean, let's just talk about Republic here. I think they're so integral to that process of again, are they going to fire support? Not every Gar list, not every Republic list is focused on fire support. Yeah. I, but okay. Even if even if you're not fire supporting, you still want the, in my opinion. I still want the phase ones and well, phase two. Right, right. But then it changes how you might build them and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. I, I, okay. But fundamentally, what I'm asking you, and maybe, maybe with Gar, because there is some interesting stuff going on that, that this is, yes, you would. But what I'm fundamentally asking you is if you could build a list today and not have to pay your core tax, wouldn't that be, be- wouldn't your life be better? No, I don't think so. There's two reasons for that. Um, The first is I think generally you want them anyway. Like one of the reasons that Rebels somewhat recently, you know, we'll see after the points update, but at least in recent history have struggled is because their core are bad and not because they, and taking naked core is not a part of that. Like if you were to be like, all right, build a rebel list with no core in it, like you'd still struggle to build a pretty good list because core serve an essential function generally speaking but part two of that is coming from 40k which at various times in its life cycle has had extremely like free form list building that is a balanced nightmare when you can uh like the the minimum having the minimum core thing is and just minimum slot requirements generally is kind of a check on uh crazy skew lists that spam or you know uh, and there, there's always going to be some units that are a little bit better than others mm-hmm. um, that spam like uh, overpowered units or come up with crazy combos that wouldn't be possible with more list building restrictions. So 
um, unless you're going to spend like a ridiculous amount of effort on balancing all those possible combinations, which look, if Hamji wants to do that, more power to them. But I haven't like, you know, we're we're not to the point even with minimum list building requirements where everything internal balance is great for all the factions. So, um, like if you just introduce more free form list building, that's just going to exacerbate those internal balance issues rather than okay. improve them. So I I hear what you're saying, but what I'm saying is let's in a perfect world. Okay, which we don't live in. Which we don't live. I oh, Kyle. You're so exact. <laughs> Numbers all got to match up. And they all got to add to two. One plus one is two. I'm saying I'm just, one plus one is realist, three. Jay. Okay. But, well, I, okay. But we all, that you're telling me, Kyle, you haven't been building a list and been like, oh, man, I got to put core in this. This sucks. I don't want to put these core in here. I'd really spend these points on something else. The only list I can think of where that happened was when I was building Republic Wookiee lists. And uh, there's... I think there's there's two facets to that. The first is that I'm not building those lists right now because wikis are bad. Um, the you. second is that that's a relatively easy problem to solve with like a wiki battle force. I wouldn't just I wouldn't want to just like remove the core yep. restriction from the Republic faction. Make a wiki battle force where you can take yep. wiki units that count as core units. Yep. Um, you know, similar to how they did five of first, right? Five of first mm -hmm. doesn't need three core they need some core but you can still build a five of first list that's mostly arc troopers and i think that's fine because they have other restrictions placed on them right um well, they have a limited unit roster etc so uh i think in the context of like a wookie battle force where you have a limited unit roster you know maybe some of your other slots are restricted in some way you can't take every possible character i think it's yeah. fine to be like yeah all right fine you don't have to take okay phase once if you don't want to um but I wouldn't just like, you know, blow up the standard list building by saying. But, and it goes back to, like we mentioned before, like I don't want to have to spend my expensive units on doing menial tasks. So even though, yes, I want to, yes, I want more cool, strong units on the table for sure. But not if they're just going to sit in the back and tap evaporator the whole game, then what's the point? And okay. menial, I think, is the wrong word for those because they're still important. Um, yeah, right. you mean the things that are yeah. integral the to winning the game? game. Yeah, yes, yeah. I understood. Um, but still, you don't want it doesn't, to... it doesn't require the skills of your special forces unit yeah. to tap. Right. If anything, I don't need a full around here. It's you, Tim. Unskilled. You could call it the unskilled labor of a Legion game. You could also call okay, it the okay. unskilled but, labor of Legion, but sure. And I guess you're using hard, hard examples of like. Oh, you know, I don't want I don't want to have to have my, you know, OP Luke back tapping the VAPs, right? That that's not that's not what he is supposed to be. But you know what? If I could run a full commando unit instead of instead of running core units, they're they're worth doing that with. I mean, maybe they could do a battle force. That's maybe, like but, that's, but that's, for Rebels, what, but that's what I'm saying, right? If like you if you, if we could have, fine, don't rewrite the game, but create battle forces where I don't have to take core units anymore. Because there's, I mean, dude, I, and maybe this is coming from somebody who is running double heavy or always like trying to do like some crazy, like hero hammer thing. Like, I'm just like, core units are just in my way to doing what I want to do right now uh, with this list. 
Give me an and Empire then I kill your core units, take. and then and then I capture your objectives. Like the what, what's the Endor one? If Tempest you survive, Force? give me give me Tempest Force where I can take six speeder bikes. We'll see how that yeah. goes. Yeah, um, right. I don't need to tap anything. Four I just, special forces. I just <laughs> run you over. <laughs> yeah, speeder bikes is core. Uh, yeah. Please and thank you. No. Um, all right. Uh, don't you try to get me off topic. Don't well, you I'm trying to get us I'm trying to get us on to the next All right, time. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Is I'm that sorry. okay? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I'm in a wild mood right now. Let's let's yeah. see. What's the next topic? Uh well, just basically walking through the factions and talking briefly about the core situation for each faction. And Rebels you know, trash which... next. All right. That's <laughs> well, well okay. Bright Tree's gonna be so with, good. Let's open with Rebels. Yeah, actually. Uh, and we can talk about Bright Tree too, but let's talk about OG Rebels first. Okay. Um so <laughs> rebels trash. Uh I think that's fair with respect to two of the three core units, and that's rebel troopers and fleet troopers. Um yeah. I think yeah. I think yeah. you can you can make a case in some situations for rebel troopers with the DLT still, but um just do vets. I don't know. Vets vets will do it better. Vets will probably do it better for what is ultimately a cheaper cost because vet plus mk2 is cheap significantly cheaper than like two rebel troopers with heavy weapon upgrades and that mk2 um, is a nice control piece too it is um yeah. so yeah the the quote-unquote standard rebel build right now for core units is you know some combination usually a total of four so so two vets two mk2s um of vets and mk2s with the heavy upgrade for vets um rebel troopers are just not like since the the vigilance increase and the situational increase, in order to make them like durable enough to not immediately die, you have to pay a lot of points, and you also have to have two command slots, uh, two separate command slots on two separate commanders, because you can't take two copies of vigilance on the same character, um, which is just really restrictive, especially when Cassian is so good right now and he doesn't have a command slot, um. So that's the big reason that Rebel Troopers are not great right now. They got hit really hard by that dodge spam nerf back in the end of 2022, and they haven't really recovered, is the short version. Um, and even before that, it was kind of like DLT or bust. The Z6 is pretty bad on Rebel Troopers. The other ones are like even worse. Um, so, And then fleets. I mean, fleets are an assault unit with white saves and no way to manage their courage. So... <laughs> um, you know, you, you like you're not paying a lot for range two pierce, but uh, if you can get them on target before they die or get suppressed, you know, more power to you. Um, most people can't. <laughs> so, yeah, fleets are like if if you're gonna take your naked core J, fleets are an interesting choice for that because at range two they're throwing two white a piece, which is actually pretty decent for forty points. Um, you know, you're you're gonna get more spike damage that way than just your boring old rebel troopers with four black dice if you're taking something naked but uh yeah i think for the most part for rebels it's vets and mk2s um and we could you brought this up before the cast him but we should probably use this uh, opportunity to talk about emplacement troopers and how detachments work because this is a one-on-one episode yes yes uh so your emplacements everyone counts for mortars and for and for mark twos get placed yeah speed one not range one had that actually come up recently too in an event yeah speed one from your unit from your uh vet or your shore respectively 
Can you put them at a different elevation? Oh God. I always, elevation placement rules always get me. Okay. Uh, you, you used to be able to, I genuinely do not know the answer to this question. I, I really don't remember anymore. I think it's as long as it's shorter than the silhouette or not. Yeah. As long as the elevation is shorter than the silhouette, I think, but I don't know. That, yeah. I think the problem was in placement silhouettes huge now. So yeah, I'm going to uh, look this up because this is a yeah, one-on-one episode. Yeah. You should, yeah, that's, right. you should know that, but I would point. say that was a trap anyways. That always felt like a trap it because because be. they can't climb. They can't climb. Yeah, right. So, yeah. so wherever, right. you know, unless there's like some sort of incline or like a hill or something, yeah. right? You look that that's yeah. where they're going. Within and, height one. Within, within height, height one. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I think one. how it was before. Uh, yeah. And so, so like. Yeah. Yeah. It's and that, that rare, by the it's way, it's rare that you're going to want to do that unless they're like just completely just going to camp that one point and never yeah. move. Or if you're, I mean, sometimes you play a map that has like a whole like plateau at a certain elevation and that's fine yeah. too. But, and I also, for since this is 101, uh, that happens after scout. So you can, yes. you can, if, if you have advanced positions or if you have uh recon intel or whatever getting scout off of those troopers um you can actually get your your heavy weapon there into closer into the into the battle through and if scout. if you're happening to play advanced positions your mark two or your mortar would then also scout after being placed down yep yes yeah. And in fact, so, I mean, you don't, yeah. there's no place in deployment zone restriction on right. detachments. So even mm -hmm. without scout, you can still drop your mortar or MK2 yeah. like outside your deployment zone as long as it's within yeah. speed one of your unit leader. So, uh, but, uh, but the other big thing we wanted just to, to touch on briefly is that, in, remember, emplacement troopers cannot perform objective actions. They do not so have they cannot, no thumbs, no thumbs. Their thumbs are busy pulling triggers either yep, or mortar carrying, triggers carrying or, heavy or things. mark twos that's right yeah so they cannot tap your evaporator they can't grab a box important to know they still count for kp which is also important to know because yeah. i've also seen it on the flip side where people will forget that they count for kp and intercept and break through and intercept. And they, yeah, yeah they count for everything intercept. else they just can't pick stuff mm -hmm. up yeah no objective actions yeah yeah they're too busy uh, i mean i'm i'm impressed that that one guy can like fire reload <laughs> spot for and carry the mortar and that's right or move set up in the standby it's very impressive very yeah impressive. there really is yeah <laughs> um yeah. all right uh should we talk about ewoks real quick i mean they're yeah, not out yet but yeah. yeah i mean ewoks obviously have core units which are the, mm -hmm. the spear dudes the skirmishers is their official name um they do not count towards your minimums for normal rebels, but obviously in Bright Tree Village they do. I mean, it's a pretty one-dimensional choice. They're a melee unit, like a pure melee unit. They're melee B ones, basically, that do not ignore suppression. <laughs> but um, that do have low profile. They do have low profile. Yes. Um, they do have access to ways to ignore suppression, particularly C three PO. Yes. With compel. Yes. Uh, and. You know their attacks are significantly better than B ones once they actually get to poking range, so you know they have all those things going for them, obviously. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what else there is to say about them except yeah. they're they're essentially a W key core unit. And what we mean by when we say W key, 
uh, if on your keyboard in games with, where you have WASD, W is usually like the forward key. Mm-hmm. So for W key unit, you just you push that key down and you just hold it. You yeah. hold it down. Just go, go run forward. that way and good luck. Yeah. <laughs> you get a blessing um, from uh, from the commander whose name escapes me all of a sudden. Logre. Logre. And then maybe Wicked will run with you and mm-hmm. you just go. You yep. just go. Godspeed. That's right. Get those pointy yep, sticks. Get those pointy yeah. sticks on target. That's right. They do pierce once they get there. So yeah, yep. If you take the the yeah, axe. if you take take the guy, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I think maybe uh, to tie it into like the earlier thing that I was saying about like not wanting to take core units. I think this is like one of those areas where maybe this is the way to go. Where the 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 Ewok skirmishers are very similar to the slingers, you know, with the slingers having a couple added keywords and, and a different weapon, right? They have a long range weapon versus versus a short range, and so like uh, a melee, and so so like maybe that's something that you could do, right? Like you say, oh yeah, if you want to not, you could put a stormtrooper, or you know, or like there's some like something additive to that where, uh, you know, I'm not really thinking of the right thing right now, but like, you know, they're basically the same. They just have slight changes, which makes one core, one, you know, uh, special forces. So there could be something interesting with that too. And I think that's why they work so well is that, or will work so well is that they like, they're very similar. You know, all the units are very similar. You're just adding a couple more things. You're like, oh, this is my long, long range one that's got target and surge one, uh, independent surge one instead of, you know, nothing. <laughs> yeah, they seem more similar than most like core unit special forces pairings. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's good. All right. Should we move on to Empire? Sure. Okay. OG to OG. Yeah. OG to OG. Yeah. Uh yeah. So um snows I think are still probably blizzard only. Uh, I've seen people taking like naked snows occasionally. I think um, you have naked snows, you have snows with Dell as an option, depending mm-hmm. on uh, I think it's list dependent. I don't love Dell. No, it's but... not. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. I do not I do not like okay. Let's talk about Dell and Kyle. Well, I don't Ky- know. Kyle telling don't you know. what's bad, huh? Because uh, um, that repair is also nice, but anyway. It is, but you can take Dell in the unit that he belongs in, which is Inferno Squad. It's uh, only if you can afford to take Inferno Squad, but yes. Yeah, I mean, look. There's... I have... Alright. Dell <laughs> is bad outside of Inferno Squad for one reason. Two reasons, really. They're both related. The first is marksman, and the second is aim access. Um, otherwise, he's just, you know, two black dice with. He's a sniper with a no sharpshooter. Basically, yep, that's true. Which you know, two black dice, like you're never going to punch through cover with that, with no marksman. Um, mm. and if you're throwing him into a pool with a bunch of other stuff, then you're wasting his high velocity. Um. Yep. I you know I get that he is lethal, but again you don't have you don't have the aims to power that keyword. <laughs> yeah, you're you're gonna spend your aim trying to roll for crits or something like that. Yeah, right. You're gonna spend yeah. your aim trying to get through cover. Yeah. Um, and you don't get the free aim from retinue to to get that pierce. Yeah. So, um, personally, I think Dell is bad outside of Inferno. I, I think, think Dell's bad even in, in Inferno. But anyway, <laughs> no, he's not. Okay. 
Um, Somebody argue, argue with him, Tim. Just don't say okay. Give him your reasoning. Why do you think reasoning. he's bad in Inferno? I just think he's a joke of a of a character. But he's just he's just awful. Yeah. I've never had I've never had success with Dell ever. Okay, but I like Dell. I've had good success with Dell. Um, he's, he's the worst part of Inferno. <laughs> really? I think he's like yeah. the reason that you take Inferno. Okay, because he is. Uh, range five. He's got high velocity. He gets an extra aim for ret- from retinue, which you can mm-hmm. use to power his pierce. And then you can mm-hmm. take an aim action or use any of the other myriad ways that Inferno Squad can get aims like tactical strike. Um, to make turn that one of those two black dice into a crit, and he picks up. You know, if you're outside range three, he picks up a model every turn, basically in a way that ignores most defensive tech, in like a similar way to Cassian or Echo. Um, and then once they're inside range three, you're talking about six dice again with those aims for marksman. And then he adds okay. Pierce to that excellent pool. So, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, Gideon. I know people have taken Gideon and chores. Uh, I guess I could see it if you're trying to like chain an extra order. The problem is that you're not taking a T twenty one, and Gideon's pool by itself is just mm-hmm. a DLT nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. At range three. Yeah. Yep. No, <laughs> so. That's for sure. And then also you're losing if you have if let's just are you running if you're running two shores two mortars you're losing one of your coordinate to an emplacement trooper, right? I mean you could still use it, but yeah, right. Um, so yeah, I think shores are good. C twenty one B is still great. Um, yeah, I prefer to run shores primarily in situations where I have a plan to give them orders. Like if you're running them, and I, mm-hmm. I personally look, I know that Luke Cook does this and loves it. Um, I do not like shores in double bounty because you almost never have a way to give them orders. Yeah, in that situation, that and then you're you're wasting target, and then often you have suppression issues with them too because mm-hmm. they are a cur- an expensive courage one core unit. So you need either strict orders with face ups, or you need like some source of inspire. Yeah. And I don't just mean like a generic officer with an inspire one. Um, but shores and mortars are good. Mortars are great. Mortars are amazing yeah. for what they do. Mortars are great. Yeah. Shores obviously give you access to the mortar. Um, and then I think storms are good with either the HH-12 or the T-21. Yeah. It, there was a time in my life when I was more in the uh, RTC camp, but I think that these days that critical you need is critical. kind of nice. Yeah. You're not going to get out of cover shots. Um, no, I agree. I agree. It was, and, like I said, there was, yeah. that time has passed for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's Empire Core. I right? I will say too. I think uh, Empire Core are the core where I am the most inclined to take officer upgrades. Yes. Um. 100%. I have not done it in recent memory, but if I do build this, like it's something I actually consider. Whereas I don't think for anything else, I actually. Well, that's not true. Other than uh, uh, mercenaries. But again, I'm not thinking about that right now. But yeah. For the main factions, I can't think of another one that would take the commander. <laughs> and I, I think that's primarily because I think there's two reasons for that. The first is there's no natural way to get Courage 2 Empire Core. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the second is I think the Courage 1 is like the primary drawback of Empire Core. Yeah, um, I agree. So, you know, like with, with Republic, you can take Phase 2s if you want Courage 2 Core. Right. Um, Rebels, uh, 
they don't help rebel troopers with their primary problem, which is durability. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um so yeah. Yeah. I think the beauty of Empire Core is that they are versatile. Again, I don't think they're as interesting as Republic Core, but they are surely maybe the most versatile. They're definitely the most like basic in that they just naturally have passable defense. Yeah. Uh, and they have access to good weapons with critical. Yeah. So they don't require really a lot of support. Yeah. Other than making sure that they get their actions, whether that's via Capel or Inspire or making them courage to with officers or whatever. Right. Right. Um, yeah. There's Empire as a, as a faction has a lot of ways around that courage one as well. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. Okay. Um, that was the OG factions Republic for the Republic. Uh, I love my phase twos. <laughs> okay, go on. Uh, if I can ever put phase twos into a list, I do. I always try, like, I love fives into phase two because then you get courage three, arguably a surging red save. You know, I mean, it's only one surge, but still like a surging red save. Uh, normally, there's more than one surge around. So, you're, like, it's a great unit to leave from the front. Um, I wish they had better heavy options. I'm not a huge fan of the mortar. But uh, I do love now Boyle with a mortar in a phase two because he can sit in the back, he can shoot the mortar, and he's still safe to where he can do Boyle things. And it's a, primarily the biggest thing for the mortar in that is that it's 18 points for another body it's to so boil cheap. with. Yeah. yeah, to boil with, right. So it's the the shooting with the mortar is very secondary for me in that kind of structure. Um, but also like I've run lists, like, especially if I run Yoda Anakin or something like that, uh, any, anything that's really point heavy, I try and fit in phase twos because naked phase twos, if I'm going to run naked core in this same age, I want it to be a naked phase two because it's got the surge. So again, one surging defense at least and courage to just built in. Uh, but no, I, I love them just because they have so much versatility. And again, if I'm going to run naked ones, I'm going to run or run naked core. I should say, I'm going to run naked phase twos because those in my experience have been the most versatile because they can just eat their own surge and, and stay alive longest. I mean, they still fall to pierce, but, but that courage too, and that surging red save, you can go take a point in the middle and I feel okay. telling a, a phase two to go, go run to the middle. I, I yeah I think I would say they're the most they are definitely the probably out of all the core units the the one I would comfortably say you could take naked and and you're gonna be okay. Yeah, uh, but that's sixty points for a naked unit. It's better. It's only eight points more than a phase one though. Yeah, but eight points is a lot. And also it, phase ones true. can phase ones can do the old like dodge aim token generation for the rest of your clones. And generally they can do the objective things just fine too. Like you don't Yes. This these are all true, Kyle. Maybe. But they're still more susceptible to suppression. Sure, but most yeah, yeah. hardy. Most... I said that, you know, hardy. Phase twos are probably the most hardy yeah. naked yeah. trooper that you're gonna yes. you're gonna be able to put on the board. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I think I think most objectives most uh backline objectives mm -hmm. can be done by a courage one unit just fine yes um, yes i also think uh 
to the extent that like frontline objectives need to be done like by a core unit like hostage you know then the, it upgrades their courage for free anyway courage two so True. granted a courage three hostage is better than a courage two hostage but i think yeah. i think in that situation it's still fine to have a naked yep. phase one do it um and eight points is a lot especially in a republic list where you tend to be scrapped for points so that's fair that's fair yeah. I also, but at the same time, I don't think they should get any cheaper because I think they need to be. I don't know. I think I think they're eight points better than a phase one. Oh yeah, totally agree. But I would I would go further and just stick a Z six on them if I'm taking a phase That's three. Oh, I only have my I agree partially. My only hesitation with that is that how much more expensive their Z six is. A Z six phase two at that point, then we're really talking about how many points are adding up compared to a phase one z6 especially if we're just going to fire support now if that if that phase two is going to lead from the front with a z6 that's fine i agree but if i'm just going to be hanging back and fire supporting i just need a phase one for that i'm good sure but that's why you mix i mean ideally like when i'm taking so mm -hmm. when i'm running a republic list i usually mix them same same um i like to have one to two phase twos for that surge and because mm -hmm. you need courage two core units to do yep. the attacking thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then I usually have like a phase one RPS mm -hmm. because that's kind of a natural fire support unit, right? <laughs> You've got yep. your impact to add on to other pools. It's mm -hmm. a unit that is relatively stationary. So being range suppressed four. is not as big of a deal for them. Range four, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and then to the extent that I still need to fill out core units, I'll either take pikes, which we can talk about, uh or which obviously don't count towards your minimums that's assuming you have at least three clone units already right, um, right uh but pikes are great in republic because of things like exemplar where they can use those extra tokens um they're also for the price point you know it's 86 points for like the standard pike build with yeah. the uh the capo upgrade and the, the disruptor and you're talking about you know that's one point cheaper than a phase two Z six, and it's a it's another courage two unit with a good yeah. attack, yeah. Um, yeah, which is pretty good value. So yeah, uh, usually yeah, usually, but and then if you're taking extra phase ones, I like to give them captains because phase ones without some kind of suppression mitigation other yeah. than your RPS unit are very sad. That's fair. You know, you're t that's uh, at least seventy four points for a courage one core unit. Um, I. I was just going to say, I did actually have a phase one Z6 at the last tournament I was at up in Canada that had, uh, I believe it was 12 or 13 suppression by the time he died because he just kept fire supporting and he wouldn't go to, because Boyle was next to him. So Boyle yep. was like, I got you, I got you. And he just heavy cover Boyle and he was just like, no, nah, I'm good. Surges to share. <laughs> I thought you couldn't fire support there. anymore if you were panicked. Uh, Tony, you've, was, been, you've been cheating. I thought that was the workaround for panic. For it that's used always to be. been the case. Oh, used to be. Oh, I don't Tim. think that changed. Uh, it's such a disappointment to us, Tim. That's fair. Interesting. Maybe not. It's so hard to find things these days. <laughs> um, I don't know. I thought they changed that. Oh, I didn't think so. Yeah. So, um, it's because. Uh, a unit that fire supports must be able to perform a ranged attack. Uh, really? 
And if you panic, you can't perform act. Well, let's see. I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, get him. I feel like that oh. one would have gotten right. more attention. Yeah, maybe I remembered that wrong. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I think then, still do that. if that's the case, then everyone I know has been cheating. <laughs> We've all been cheating together. It's yeah. It's not cheating right. if the whole community does it. So. Yeah, I remember where <laughs> I saw cheating that. if we're all doing it. Yeah, because it's not <laughs> it's not an action, and the 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 panic uh right. the panic restriction is on actions. So yeah. Um. Right. Anyway, but yeah, all right. but yeah, I agree. Um. Again, I think they're interesting. I, I do think I wish I could see some more use for that shotgun guy on the phase one. He's interesting. I'd, I built a list just today with him in it, with Rex trying to take that clankers. Maybe you could extend it to range three for at that range. I don't know. I don't know. It's nice to have Pierce on a red save unit against other red save units. That's my only thought, but I don't know. I don't know. Hey, I don't know. One Boyle. more time. Just bring Boyle. That's all that matters. I, I don't know. It was really good. <laughs> yeah, so what's up with Boyle? Why don't, we, why don't we talk real quick? What's Boyle. what's so good about him? Yeah, what's so good about Boyle, Tim? So he he gets, no matter what unit, if it's a phase one or phase two, he gets Guardian. Guardian one. So, and that's for it's anybody. It's not like Guardian Commander, Guardian Trooper, whatever. It's mm-hmm. anybody, any Trooper unit, excuse me, that gets shot around him, he can Guardian it if there's a range one of them. Which also, that's on a squad, it's nice to have Guardian because then you can spread them out really well. So, normally you can spread them out either behind line of sight or at least heavy cover, preferably line of sight. And he just has to have line of sight to the unit he's guardianing and then. Boom, he can take a hit, and then you're still rolling a red save. And because normally the unit with boil in it, that's whole its whole job is to be a battery, you don't really care. Like, even if you blank out on your job or on your roll, boil's still doing his job. It's fine. Like, win or lose, it's still a win. Um, and then, especially with a phase two, you're rolling a surging red save. So sometimes your guardian roll is better than your unit that's getting shot. Sometimes, if an yeah. RPS, if an RPS phase one's getting shot and boils into phase two and rolls it, he's rolling better than the phase one would be. Yeah, I mean, in theory, you, that phase one would still have access to a surge token, but true, true. Um, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's the bottom line is it spreads out your attrition for mm-hmm. Republic, which is extremely relevant because clones on a per model basis are pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. And they also contribute black dice to those attack pools. So yeah. if you can kind of like suck up all that attrition into one unit that you don't care as much about making attacks with, uh, then that's pretty significant. It's also like clones are vulnerable for that reason to, to Pierce. Pierce mm-hmm. tends to be on small dice pools like snipers or characters, which means often you're, you've only got like one hit coming in at a time anyway and if you can just eat those on your boil unit yeah then it really helps your other units kind of stay at full strength so yeah yeah boils huge um it's it's that weird unit where even if he dies he's doing his job like that's okay yeah i mean i like i wouldn't take like the last wound on boil you know once it's down to like just boil with one wound yeah just kind of keep him in the back and you dodge aim with him yeah you stop taking guardian hits but 
um yeah <laughs> yeah it's you know if he takes four wounds or five wounds i guess he, uh yeah no, he doesn't have two wounds no he doesn't um, but that's why you put the mortar on <laughs> right yeah <laughs> there he does yeah yeah or um i also like him on the rps unit because that unit <laughs> tends to be static often you only need the rps in that pool for fire support anyway uh, right so you don't care as much about attrition with that unit so yeah same um, i do that all the time and yeah. also if you have a medic clone medics are great just by themselves clone medics are amazing. Bring, bring back if boiled guardians loses the guardian role and then the medic brings back the guy that died from the guard it's like it's just it, it's, it's really frustrating to play against but it's really fun <laughs> Especially as you generally have to get through some dodges and, you know, possibly some other defensive tech to even just make clones roll saves. Right. And right. you're like, man, I worked so hard for that save. Yes, it's a blank. <laughs> oh, he's coming back. Yeah, possibly barrier <laughs> coming into the play. Too. Right, like, exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah. I rolled four uh, hits onto a, a unit in heavy cover. No, you didn't. You rolled nothing. <laughs> it's yeah. barrier two. Save one, guarding the other one, boom, or maybe dodge it, something like that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it's well, that would require six because you lose two to have your cover. Yeah, that's true. Um and then you but then the, the thing with clones specifically too is that then they shoot back at full strength. Like right. then they just shoot right back. Yeah. Yeah. Which and normally they right. can dish out just as much as they're taken. Yep. Um, so let's talk real quick. You we kind of already talked about phase twos. I think for phase twos, the standard heavy choice is uh the Z6, unless you have a specific reason to take the mortar. You mentioned the mortar in a boil yeah. unit, which I think is defensible. Um, for that personnel slot. Yeah. Uh I boil's interesting, obviously, in phase twos. I think fives is interesting, a little bit expensive for my taste, but if you're building like a clone fire support list, I think he's still good in that context. My my argument for fives in a phase two, just to point it out too, is that what's nice about him is he is the same price in a phase one or a phase two. Yep. So for eight more points, you're really beefing him up. Yeah, that's a super beefy unit. Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, the medic, obviously, also the same price in phase ones and phase twos. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And a great option for either personnel slot. Mm -hmm. Um and a combatant so adds a adds a black adds die a yeah. yeah uh the phase ones i think actually all of the heavy weapons except for the dp23 are good options i think phase ones yeah, might have the most maybe. diverse set of like competitive heavy weapon options of all the core units that's fair cuz I, I think I three think... of three of the four are not only like justifiable but somewhat commonly taken i was very firmly in the DC 15, because that critical two red critical really starts to eat stuff up. My only thing is now with all armor and, and dark troopers around, I've leaned more towards RPS recently. But if we see, I don't think you want armor, more than one RPS though. I, I don't want to go two, but I, I understand what your point That's is. Fair. So yeah. 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 Um, I would never do more than two. <laughs> if you do take the DC 15, I would find a way to fill that personnel slot so you can get an extra dice, whether that's the medic or the yep. captain. Um, just because the DC 15 pool kind of, it really turns it up to 11 when you add an extra dice onto that pool. True. Uh, otherwise true. it's just like a six dice pool and that's, you know, you take one or two casualties and that starts to look pretty sad pretty quick. Not with so. oil. <laughs> right. Sure. But I've personally, I've board. found, I've found the DC yeah. 15 to be a lot better in the six man unit. Um, that's fair. Whereas if you're just taking a five man unit, then I like the, uh, the Z6. 
That's fair. Um, okay. You guys got any other further thoughts on Republic Core? I don't have a lot of thoughts on Republic. I know. I do. Th- oh, the only we should we would, <laughs> we would be remiss if we didn't mention, uh, especially for a one-on-one episode. Uh, fire support doesn't mean you have to fire support every time you shoot. <laughs> like, like, meaning I've seen people, especially newer players for Gar, that will say like, "Okay, well, I'm going to fire support this shot." You don't always want to fire support just because you can. Oh, I see what you, you mean. should. Sorry, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because you <laughs> can fire support doesn't mean you have to fire support. Yeah. Uh, there's certainly, you know, optimizing those shots and that maybe dives a little bit deeper into it, but like, think about it before you just be like, I can do the cool thing and I'm going to do the cool thing. Like, make sure you're maximizing, like, don't fire support another phase one shooting because you're hurting yourself by doing that. Don't do that. Why? Uh, because with token sharing being what it is now, you can, now you're saying, um so let's say squad one z6 shoots the aim is shoots and then i fire support that z6 that second z6 okay it's a whole bunch of more dice but th- that second z6 shot could have shared an aim or could have had its own aim to then shoot separately i to me it feels like you're costing a token but you're also counting cover twice instead of once when you don't fire support oh that's true i didn't think about cover that's fair yeah, no, I I agree with you. I don't think you always fire support. No, that's, a good, that's a good point. Though. Um, yeah. The so yeah, let's talk about fire support real quick. So the things you're giving up when you fire support is an action. Um, because you know, if, like if that unit, for example, was going to aim an attack or move an attack, then essentially that if they're just adding their dice, that's basically just an attack. Uh, you're also giving up a suppression token because it's one attack instead of two. Um, you're giving up potentially tempo at the tail end of a turn because you're combining two actions into one. But the pass mechanic, that's less of a big deal now than it used to be. But, you know, those are significant drawbacks. Um, The things you're gaining are you only count cover once instead of twice. That's probably the biggest thing. Yeah, that's big, Uh, especially with cover being what it is nowadays. That's totally fair. Think about that. Yeah. Uh, The second primary thing is your front-loading damage to you know just one activation which particularly like if you can eliminate something with a fire support which often you can because those dice pools can become pretty silly pretty quickly um that's a benefit to be able to front load that to the start of the turn particularly if like you know you shoot something but maybe you only kill it like 80 percent of the way and then it runs away then you've lost your opportunity to attack that unit with your second phase one so um yeah, I think there are, there are cases to fire support phase ones for phase ones. Generally, you want to fire support uh, things that surge because you're going to convert, you know, clones don't surge and you're going to convert all those surges when you do that. So yeah. obviously Anakin with Saber Throw is like the token ideal fire support candidate because he surges mm-hmm. to crit once he plays. Um, uh, yeah. I think Cody's a really big one now. Yep, Cody for the range for the same four reason. surge crit. Yeah, yeah they both have me. they both have some form of pierce, right? Yep, yep. Um, Padme because she's got sharpshooter and pierce and surge crit. True. If she's close enough to something, uh, yeah. you know, generally you don't want her to be there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, but it can be um, like end of the game kind of deal or something sure. like that. Yeah. Um, barks, barks surge. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are kind of like the standard token things that you want to be fire uh, supporting. If you really hate something that has armor, 
a laser RT fire supporting with a uh, uh, RPS. RPS is like <laughs> impact five, I believe. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, so is Anakin plus an RPS. But well, sure, but yeah, it's just like if you really hate something with armor, yep. there you go. Yep, at range four, especially. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Echo is great to fire support because he's got True. access to lethal. Uh, and sharpshooter. And he's got sharpshooter. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, think about those keywords that you can essentially like add onto the front end of a phase one pool, and those are your ideal fire support candidates. But don't be afraid to do like a double Z six phase one fire yeah. support. If you know, I had a fire support. This is the last time I played uh, Anakin in a tournament, which was quite some time ago. But um, uh, fully wiped a um, Magna Guard unit, like a full <laughs> the dead Magna Guard unit. Uh, and that's eight eight health with red saves, and that was two phase ones. One had a DC fifteen. It was it was a six man DC fifteen unit, and a six man Z six unit with a specialist. So it was like a lot of dice. What is that? Uh, eighteen dice. Yeah, with with yeah one surge conversion from critical, some other surge conversions from surge tokens, and like. I think it was like two, if not three aims, because I did it on Padme's two pip turn. Uh, so, and it was, you know, it was one of those situations where I was like, roll 16 saves. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, excuse me? And I'm like, yeah, man, do you, do you need to borrow some defense dice? I'm like, God, yeah. There's 16 paint right uh, there. Go ahead and go ahead and roll it. <laughs> and then he does. That's how and then that he did. Works. <laughs> yeah, and then and he did. Magna Guard died, pulled the dead. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah but yeah. so yeah uh, don't be afraid to do that you can get some pretty I, scary pools that way still but i will say uh honorable mention while talking about fire support to the mortar because i think you got to think a lot less about fire supporting that like it's a lot more of a no to me at least when i fire support and mortar it's like uh i'm still getting critical and suppressive great like yeah yeah adding critical via fire support's good yeah all right anyway droids Yes, droids. Ooh, now I can join the conversation. <laughs> I've actually played these. So, when was the last time you played droids, Jay? February. Oh, okay, that's not yeah, somewhat recently. It's not, it's not terrible, yeah. Yeah, it was the eight ridiculous eight B one list, right? Yeah, the ninety five wounds. <laughs> the ninety five wound yeah. list. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Gosh. So. I think I have a hard time. I have a really hard time right now taking B2s. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah. I don't... Yes, I guess because of all... Yeah, specifically with all the Dark Trooper counter, it's just pointless. Your armor one doesn't matter. Yeah. And then the the dice you're throwing, I feel like, can be replicated elsewhere within the CIS army more effectively. Yeah, for me, primarily, it's a cost issue. I mean, you're pushing 100 points, basically, for the the type of B2 that works the best. for. And I guess we should talk about why. Um, the most functional version of the B2 has the T-series uh, personnel upgrade with the B2HA. There's a couple of reasons for that. The first is it gets rid of their AI, which is actually kind of a real problem on B2s since they don't coordinate. So unless you've got override, which is certainly an option, um, they, they have a hard time ignoring their AI. Uh, 
which can be a real problem. Um, AI attack is one of the most punishing versions of AI. Uh, and then, um, so it gets rid of that AI, so you don't have to worry about that. It adds uh, a range three red dice to your range three B2HA pool, uh, which is three reds and a white with blast, which is actually pretty decent, especially now with how cover works. Yep. Um, and you get a surge from a reliable, which is pretty important for them on defense since they don't surge on defense and also makes their attacks quite a bit better for offense. So that's like three huge benefits that the T-Series gives you. Um, personally, that's those are all reasons I don't like the B2ACM. I know the B2ACM unit is like significantly cheaper, but uh, they're susceptible to AI. Um, they don't have those extra surges and they have like no attack whatsoever at range three. So, yeah. Um, but that unit is almost 100 points, which is just, yeah. I think, too much for a unit with a white saves. That's yeah, because you, you, you have to put points. in. Yeah, go ahead, Jay. I was going to say, you have to put it with those with the white saves and everything, like you have to put in that extra trooper. Like it just doesn't make sense not to. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you can't, you can't really run them naked because it's three. And it's just like, you're like, okay, that's short. That's six wounds. But in today's meta, it just, I don't know. They just melt so much faster than they ever did before. Even, even before dark troopers, like I think really what knocked them out of contention was pikes. Um, pikes really I, I agree with that. put them, yeah, put them true. out. And now everything, you know, every list, I mean, besides an Ewok list, I mean, maybe with the ATST, but every list you're looking at how much, you know, impact you're you're putting in your list. Yeah. Now. And so it's just like, well, all right, well, these guys are done. <laughs> like, Yeah. And I, th I thought there was going to be some room to play with them simply because they actually benefit quite a bit in interesting ways from some of the new, particularly the wound allocation rules where like you can, you can stick your T-Series and your B2HA out there. And you can only take a maximum of three wounds at a time while still getting yeah. your entire range three pool. Um, but it's not it's not enough. You know, even using that gimmick basically is not enough yeah. to justify their cost. So it's sad. I loved, I quite successfully yeah. ran some mass B2 lists back in the day. I think B2s uh, are, especially for core, I think they're one of the coolest looking core on the table too. I agree. Yeah, it's just like when people see you playing that, a they know it's Star Wars, and not that the other ones don't scream Star Wars as well, but like it really makes people stop and yeah. look at them and be like, "Oh wow, those are cool." Yeah, they're very aggressive looking, which is good yeah. for the table. Yeah. And yeah. I think they they had a moment. It was very short, but when the snail, uh, the persuader tank droid, yeah. uh, came out, the snail tank came out for a moment. It was like, "Oh yeah, you load your P ones up." deliver yeah. them drop B2. them off and they just or b2s and they just start like yeah. murdering things uh yeah. and then that just went away so fast well and now you just do that with the black sun black instead sun. and have yeah. way better results yeah and, yeah and way more survivability and yeah yeah the, but the yeah they're like 15 points cheaper they're more durable and yeah. they hit harder right. so yeah yeah exactly you know what's interesting yeah. okay here real quick before we get to b1s I think every core, now that I'm thinking about it, right, every core unit, except for maybe, no, maybe even them. I was going to say every core unit except for fleets has had their day in the sun. 
And I think maybe the fleets had like a moment with the bus, but then it got taken over by Luke and Sabine. And like, you know, yeah. like it, it wasn't very long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, also, I, I do think when fleets first came out, they had a little bit of a, of a bright spot. Just when they first dropped. They were functional. Like when they first released. Yeah. yeah. I remember Ryan used to use them really well back when they first came out. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. yeah cause, cause, cause back like, then they were like yeah. one of the most efficient ice pools for their cause. Yeah. Right. And one of the only ways to get Pierce. And one of the only ways to get Pierce besides taking characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. No, yeah. that's fair though. I agree. I agree. Maybe yeah, their they're... their sunlight was short lived compared to everyone else's. It seems they like it's definitely the shortest. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The B2s were good for a solid like yeah. year, roughly yeah. twenty. I want to say it was twenty twenty one. Um like mall B2s. Yeah. That was a that was a thing. Mall B2s. Um yeah. Uh but yeah, unfortunately right now B2 is not very good. Um so yeah, B1s. Uh okay. All right. <laughs> this is crazy what I'm okay. about to say. You're always so level-headed. This is so surprising. Pound for pound the best core unit in the game. Inexpensive. Fill that purpose of what we talked about in the beginning about bodies, right? Like it's hard to put them down if you if you're putting a full squad together. So you've got the what eight? Generally, you have eight in a squad. I think it's usually seven. So, but... uh, seven to eight. Okay. All right, seven. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I would say seven, but yes, yes. But yeah, I mean, the but they've got the wounds. They've got. You know the they're cheap, uh, because what is it for? Uh, with a B one with let's say the E five C right, it's fifty four points. With the E five S for E five S and the rocket are fifty six. Yeah. So for like seven wounds, you know, I just I don't know about attack wise, but like if you're looking to just put bodies out, thirty eight points for six wounds. Their attacks yeah. are fine, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, especially the E5S, right? Like getting that critical in there, especially if something gets into range three, you're probably going to get at least a critical through. So, bare minimum, you're doing suppression, but a critical goes through a lot of things. So. I don't know. Pound for pound, I think maybe the best core unit in the game. I think, I think they're solid. I think they're fine where they're at. I think they're in a good spot, honestly. I think the rest of the CIS is a, maybe a different story, but. I think B1s are okay. Yeah. And now I know we're going to get, I'm going to get a lot of flack for that. But I think if you, listener, who's sitting there yelling at your radio or your iPod or whatever you're doing, uh, I, sound, uh, I sound so old. Radio. What's and a radio, iPod? Jay? Yes, we're sitting around you, you, yelling us, at your tell phonograph. Tell us the stories um, of the old times. Could you please wind up the trooper. stereo? Uh, so, it's a fireside chat with Jay. Yeah, okay. but uh, just think about all the boxes that a core unit has to tick and tell me that B1s don't check every single one of those boxes. I, 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 I don't know if I fully agree with you, but I think they're on the track on the, they're very close to that with the caveat that you have to have some way, whether that's direct or HQ uplink or some way to get them orders to make sure that AI doesn't trigger. Yeah. Which is easy enough. They have a lot of tools for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think you'd have to like it. 
like intentionally design a droid list that didn't have a way yeah, to get B ones yeah, orders. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah, agree, yeah. agree. Um, yeah, for ten points you can fix no, the problem. Yeah. You're right. I mean, it's worth talking about because coordinate is one of their primary features. There's there's two things with since this is a one on one episode. There's two things to consider with coordinate. The first is just that you do have to consider how you're going to get in one order. Yeah, the easiest way is probably direct. Um, the both versions of, of tactical droid have that uh, accessible. As you noted, Tim HQ uplink, that's an option. Mm -hmm. um, I would not rely on just giving them orders from the card to be that order mm -mm. because you're going to be wanting giving those orders to something else, usually. Mm -hmm. um, the second thing is just with positioning. You want to make sure that your B1s are all like uh, close dude. enough. Yep. Uh, and it does. Well, I, I think it's more of a trick, right? Because. The problem is once you start moving up the battlefield that I found, right, is that I need to get them in certain positions in order to attack or or to be yep. somewhere I need them to be. And I always like there would always be at least one unit. Mo I got better towards like by game four or five, six that I was playing this. But like at the first couple games, I'd be like, ah, oh, shit, I left. Like I grouped them over here too far and, and I meant to leave this one just like dangling so I could get the range one. But it's always the like it's never in the beginning that it's yeah, a problem because you're always start to happen. You're always planning for that. It's yeah, as you start pushing up the battlefield, then you're like, oh son of a bitch. Like <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I like to do what I think of as like honeycombing. Mm -hmm. which you know mm -hmm. if you think of how like a honeycomb works right you have the hexes and they're overlapping with each. basically you want to create overlap so that like it's not just a line where it's 1v1 to the next v1 to the next v1 it's like a 1v1 and that v1 is in within a range of <laughs> at least two other v1s to yeah. the right yep. and each of those yep. v1s is within a range of two more v1s so that like if you mess up a movement or like one of them gets plastered or something it doesn't break right. your chain yeah um so. Um, I would say too, again, especially with an HQ uplink kind of deal, I do feel like turn one, a lot of times I see people pop it just to make an easy order chain. And I don't think, uh, I mean, unless you have someone that's just breathing down your neck, I don't think you really need to do that. Like, uh, not that it's a huge deal because you can just refresh and move and, and it's fine. But why pop it when you don't have to? So like right. it, if you guys aren't going to be at shooting range, then you don't have to worry about AI triggering. Like, yeah, I would say it's, generally it's like um, it's almost like turn three before you're really even considering HQ yeah, blank. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. In my I experience, agree. yeah. Sorry, yeah. Kyle. I, yeah, I just I, I know because we've talked about that. Like, make sure the range one. I'm like, yeah, that's really like when I I always you know when I picked up the b when i picked up that b1 crazy b1 uh list and was going for it i had all the kyle's like you know because kyle was playing b uh, cis for a long time and i'm like okay and and all right yeah and i and then but then once you get going and like turn four or five usually was where it starts falling apart and you're like yep. oh god what okay i got it all right he's got to be here and like and yeah. then i'm like oh no i mo I moved my straggler like <laughs> yeah yep i feel you it's happened to every yeah. dread player yeah true um, true i do want to push back a little bit on the best core unit in the game thing okay um i know that they're anywhere from six to eight bodies they're still absolutely made of peanut brittle true 
it helps a little bit if you design a list around aggressive tactics because then you can give them for them those surging saves and that does help i the way that droid lists are being built these days particularly with respect to being like centered around operatives that's not usually done um and just generally the fact that they have white saves in a world where dark troopers exist uh i think most Droid players' experience against dark troopers is like even if you have the rockets, you know, B1 shoots a rocket at a dark trooper. Maybe you make them roll two saves. Uh dark trooper unit takes a wound. Uh dark trooper unit moves up, shoots your B1 unit, picks up the entire thing. <laughs> um so it's they are squishy. Like, yes, it's a lot of wounds, uh, but every single paint that you get past cover is probably gonna be you picking up a B1 and you know you just you're picking up fistfuls of b1s so i i get that they're cheap i get that their attacks are like decent for what you're paying i get that um you know they they can't be suppressed uh obviously they can still panic um they have a lot of benefits the fact that they're extremely squishy uh, i think outweighs them and personally i think that at least how they fit into the context of their faction Phase ones, phase twos, and shores are all better. Um, but yeah. you know, B ones are perfectly serviceable core unit. They're a heck of a lot better than the rebel core units. So yeah. I um I disagree I, with you. That's fair. I, I would actually go one farther. I would <laughs> I would argue what are what are B ones at right now? Naked B one? Thirty eight. Like Thirty eight, yeah. Thirty eight? Yeah. I drop them down a couple of points, honestly, but that's just me. Yeah. only only for b1s because they are made to be like the quote-unquote horde factions the closest we have to a horde faction i mean they used to be 36 not anymore yeah they're, they're, they're the only point. i think they're the only core faction core unit like the only non-mercenary core unit that's got an increase to their base unit card no i think I it should go back card. down that's fair uh yeah well that was during the dark times of the CIS running over everybody, right? So there was yeah. that. Like, I wouldn't say they were running over everybody, but they were definitely winning at a slow. They a lot above fifty percent, right? They, yeah, yeah. They were it was it was about fifty five percent statistically, which yeah. is really not that crazy. But the game was, I would say, the game was at least between the factions so well balanced yeah. at the time that it yeah. felt like. Can I say something uh, to that? Uh, you know, I've been I, I these guys know, but for you at home, I. I, I participate with our Patreon members in our Discord, but generally our regular Fifth Trooper, like behind the scenes, just our team Discord, I'm not very active in, uh, especially in the competitive channels. But I, I wanted to bring this up, like watching all you guys build lists and like all the lists I've been thinking about lately too. Man, I was just thinking, like, wow, what a great time to play Legion. There's like, there, there really yeah, is, yeah. A, there's a lot of like, um, you have I a lot of options. Yeah, I've been struggling in advance of all. Yeah. so I'm not gonna but like lie. a good struggle. Like there's yeah, there's a there's a lot options. of things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like there's a lot of things I could see. Now I don't have enough practice with all of them, but like there's a lot of things I could see possibly doing well. Like I think dark troopers will do well, sure, but like there are a lot of ways to get impact out there and still have a good list yeah. against other things that aren't armor. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah. I just think it's great. Like I just wanted to kind of bring that up. You know, because yeah, I was I like, yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. It's a good time. We're definitely, to be a we're definitely in a better spot now, balance wise, than we have been for yeah. I think just about any point in the last year. I agree with that. 
Yeah. Um, well, Tim right. agrees, so we won. <laughs> Can we hit mercenaries real quick? Shadow collecting yeah, more yeah. specifically, I guess. Oh, we're still going. All right. Yeah. There's I'll only two to talk about guys. here, Jay. And I think they're both right. pretty straightforward because they don't have a lot of options. So true. All right. Black, Black Sun. Sun, go forward. W key. <laughs> yep. W key, uh, shoot, survive. <laughs> That's it. And I think for both of these, uh, you want the personnel upgrade that increases the courage and gives them reliable. Oh, yeah. Or independent search, not reliable. Two different things. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, uh, yeah, and courage too, as well. Yes, right. Yeah. Um, so that's the Vigo and the Capo. Uh, you definitely want those. Those are those are big. Yeah, um, those are huge. For Magnets, sorry, for Magnets. For BS, for Black Sun, the popular heavy upgrade is the Magnets, which is the granite yeah. guy. I actually think I know he's like way more expensive. I think that you could make the case for the shotgun. Um, I have like an in for a penny, in for a pound thing. Like if you're going to be paying almost ninety points for a unit anyway, I feel like sure. you know what's another fourteen points. Uh, I don't know. I think that it's only is, like twelve points now. The impact is so hard to give up, though. Like it, it is, but so range much. one is also really short. Um, the shotgun <laughs> helps them a lot at range two. Not if the uh, the dark trooper comes to you, it's fine. Well, sure, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, yes, against dark troopers, I would definitely rather have the make <laughs> Um, But against like a red save army that doesn't feature dark troopers, I'd much rather have the scanner gun. I agree. I agree with that. Um, I don't know. I yeah. I'm not saying it's better, but I think it's worth exploring, and like nobody's taking it. So. I think any gun with Pierce is worth exploring. Yeah, honestly. I I have so. See, early on when they first came out, Shadow Collective came out, uh, Jeremy, my buddy Jeremy, was running a Vader list with them, and he was running the shotgun, and it was particularly nasty. Like, it was it was real rough to deal yeah. with that list. Yeah, you know, and then have Vader, like, coming right behind him. Oh, man, that was, that was a rough list to face. Yeah. I think he won a couple like tournaments locally with it and then he was like yeah all right and then it just kind of like moved on you know but like um yeah no that, that was uh, yeah that's a nasty combo for sure yeah, yeah. and they're a good candidate for recon until uh mm -hmm. for our grenades mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah any kind of transport any kind of transport yeah the boss yeah um all right pikes i think pikes. I think basically the standard good. way to yeah they're still great. The standard still way to great. take them is the capo and the disruptor. Um, I've seen people take the whips because it's so much cheaper. Uh, you're giving up so much range damage with them. It I made think, more sense um, when when uh, when Jedi's were more when Jedi were good. Were well, I was gonna say yeah, so yeah. The, only, the only way I would I shouldn't say the only way, but the main way if I ever build them with the whips, it's if I have no other plausible melee counter in my list. And I'm thinking, like, I want something to counter melee threat. And even without Maybe. the whip, they're still throwing two white dice apiece. You probably have a surge. I, yeah, I'm just thinking of the immobilize, surge. though. I'm thinking. Yeah, the immobilize is fine, but I mean, they can thwack things pretty good with just the Sandatons already. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know. It, it's a lot to give up the dice from the disruptor on the ranged attacks. Yeah, I I think you, and maybe that's a good point too. I think if you're going to bring a whip. You have to bring two. That's just my opinion, but I I think for the double immobilize. Yeah, the double immobilize is just yeah, it's too yeah. important. Whereas I'm much more willing to throw a single pike unit with a capo and a and a disruptor in there. 
in anybody's in any list mm. but if i'm gonna bring a whip cord i'm gonna bring two of them yep and that's everybody uh, i mean I don't know. <laughs> we've talked about this before but like specifically for rebels oh god pikes are like a godsend and i think like a cassian <laughs> I've I've gone over this many times and shown this list, but I think a Cassian list with with Pikes is is pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, Pikes are great in Rebels and in Republic. Mm-hmm. Jay, build a Cassian Ewok Pike list. Do it. All right. Just do it. I'm not saying it's good. Just build. It. Just do it. I think you'd run <laughs> up against the mercenary limitation pretty quickly there. Oh, for sure, guaranteed. But you bring. So you, you bring some each. schmuck with a command slot and throw underworld on him. Get a third one in there. Get a third okay. core. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm not saying it's good. You just do it. <laughs> no, I don't think it would player. be good. Yeah, <laughs> I don't play rebels. I don't know. Listen, I'm I'm maybe very honest with you guys. I do not plan on playing regular rebels with Ewoks. It's it's bright tree or nothing. We know. Yeah, <laughs> we understand. Yeah, you've only been saying it for six months, so it's okay. I'm saying every damn podcast, Tim. I'll do whatever <laughs> I want. <laughs> that's always been clear. That's that's yeah. always it. Mm-hmm. Wait, till, won't you guys be surprised when this goes to air tomorrow and it's just me talking about Ewoks for two hours? <laughs> just override everything it. we recorded and yeah. you record yeah. yourself. Yeah. For two yeah. Hours. yeah. yeah. This this week on the Notorious Scoundrels, everyone's fired, and Jay talks about Ewoks. <laughs> no, better yet, just dub over Kyle and I. Just we're we're just saying yub nub and and different oh yeah, Ewok yeah, yeah. sounds. All right, yeah. like all right, have, like, our, have our pictures up there, but just have dubs instead of what we're actually saying. Yeah, it's just me you, trying I'm... to do your voices. Like, yeah, Jay, I uh, I really like Ewoks. They're the best. It's <laughs> through science yeah. theater. To, to yeah. I can't believe I'm going to switch and sell all my units and just buy nothing but yeah. Ewoks. Uh, I, I calculated the odds, and they're the uh, they're the best unit that's ever been created for any game ever. <laughs> oh, that's cool, Kyle. Yeah, I'm glad you agree. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Well, you should actually do that for just right. take some of the outtakes and do that for yeah, a second. Okay, that's right. That's right. Um. <laughs> It'd be really confusing for those listening via audio. Yeah, it on. would be. Yeah, what the hell going is going on? on? Yeah. Yeah. But Jay, Jay's finally lost it. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> have the cops oh. and an ambulance show up at my house. Yeah. Are you okay, Jay? I don't think you can come well, someone anymore. Welfare can you? checks. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. No, we just think. Um. All right. Well, on that note. Um, <sighs> Should we? Yeah. Should we yes. end this thing? All right. Please. Of course. All right. We are the Notorious Scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I'm Jay. And I'm Tim. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Stay cool, fruit, Matt. Stay you. <laughs> so much. So much Legion. So let's get into our Legion 101 segment. <sighs> I'll cut that. Sorry. <laughs> I was. Is there not still a graphic? There's graphics going on, right? I, I was, was pausing for the graphic. Just, you told me to. I was about to commend us for doing such a good job pausing for the drop. Was, I'm trying to be good, Mister J. To quote Evan, <laughs> I'll do this.
Uh, all right. Tour. All right, I'll be right back. No, that's fair. Uh, it just feels like they can take a lot. Man. Whatever you said, Tim, just upset Kyle so much he just walked off the podcast. Man, I thought we were we were vibing. No, you yeah. weren't. He hates you. He just sent me a message. No, that's fine. Said if you don't get Tim off this f***ing cast right now. <laughs> I'm just saying, this is a good conversation. You can suggest things to me, but don't you dare tell me what to do. <laughs> I'm just uh, kidding. Everything's fine. I'm definitely not replacing all of you with AI. Thank <laughs> you.